depend on him, I cast my every cast. Right now I feel all right. Here's a little song, all I need you to sing is the chorus. And all you're going to do is say, all right, all right, all right, I feel all right. Now if you don't mind, come on, put your hands together. sponsored by our youth department. We're going to have a drive-by for our youth, and we're going to be giving some stuff away for them. Amen? So let's pray for our youth department. Amen? God bless you. So we're excited next Sunday at after the church service. Amen. 
Let's pray. Dear gracious and heavenly Father, here it is once more again that we come before your holy divine presence. Father, we don't come with no fake form of passion, but we stop by to say thank you one more time. It's because of your mercies that we are not consumed. Because, God, you've been such a great God, Father. We pause a while to say thank you. If it had not been for you on our side, Lord, where would we be, oh God? What a mighty God we serve. We come, God, with worshipful hearts, God. You deserve the worship. You deserve the glory, God, because you're God all by yourself, God. We come to magnify you this morning. We need a word, God. Somebody, God, has walked the floor all night long. Somebody decided, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. But, God, if you will send your word in this house, we know everything going to be all right, oh, God. So, God, even right now, God, touch the man of God who will declare your word, God. Give him an awesome word, God. Let a fresh anointing fall upon him like never before, oh, God. Let your word go forth with power and anointed, God. That yokes will be destroyed and burdens will be removed because of, because of the anointing, oh God. So we thank you right now. Have your way. Bless every family here, God. Touch every person here, God. That they receive a life-changing word. And then we know everything is going to be all right. We ask it all in Jesus' name. And let the body of Christ say amen. Come here because it's in your heart, the melody of love. Even my sisters and brothers at home, God knows your heart. It's not about eye service. It's about heart service. Oh, we just give God glory this morning. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, some may sing to pass the weary nights alone. Though some may sing, yes, Lord, to entertain the world is I sing because.
Amen. Amen. Thank God for his presence this morning. What a mighty God that we serve. He's good all the time. Giving honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And to all of his preachers who join me in this battle and for those to get saved to the officers great leaders of this congregation and to this entire body of Christ it's just good to be in the house of the Lord again what a mighty God we serve God bless your heart the music department and have done a loud God to use them. 
So we pray for your spirit in the Lord. Father, now we pray that as we get ready to deliver thy word, that you would have your own way. We ask you to concentrate us, God. Use us in a miraculous way. Father, we pray for those that are listening in thy various ways from the internet, television, and those that are in this sanctuary, that you would touch us right now, that a manifestation of your Holy Ghost would appear, that you would show up and show out and have your own way, God. We ask you in Jesus' name, we need you right now, Father. This is our prayer in the body of Christ, say in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, before I get into the word of God, I want to ask you to keep the Lambert family in, in prayer. And we all know that Brother Troy Lambert went home to be with the Lord. And so we're asking you to pray for the family. And I have not met with the family just yet, so we're unsure when the homegoing service will take place. Amen. Once I meet with the family, we'll give that information out of the homegoing service. All right? Amen. And so we want to keep that family in prayer, especially the, the wives, the children, Sister Lambert and his children. Amen. They need your prayers. Amen. And, and Brother Troy was my friend as well as my member. Amen. He was... Um, a man of humility and love. Amen. And he is truly already missed. Amen. It's just so funny that as someone crossed your mind, then a couple of days after they've gone home to be with the Lord, it's just something about when those things happen. But it's great news I got concerning that. And Troy is going to be with the Lord. That's great news to know that, he, that he's with the Lord. And that we'll meet him on the other side. Amen. Amen. I want to get in this message. And I'm not going to keep you long. I know how it is with the mats and things of that nature. But if you would just um, write down your notes, pull your pens and your papers out so that you can... Uh, write down your notes, but I want you to really be attentive to this message. Uh, nothing that you have never, never heard before, but amen, but it is always an opportunity for your, your eyes to be enlightened, open, wisdom and knowledge to flow. I want to deal with the topic, relying on God, relying on God. I believe in my heart today that all of us can truly uh, believe and know that if there's anything that you need to rely on, right now is the time to rely on God. God don't want us to be self-sufficient. And that's important to understand. God don't want us to be self-sufficient. He doesn't want you to uh, trust in yourself to accomplish the mission that God has given to you. He don't want you to do that. And God wants you to totally self-sell out and to rely on him for everything. 
That's everything, everything. In fact, go with me and look at this verse, Ephesians chapter 1, and I'm in the Amplified, Ephesians chapter 1, and I want to start at verse 18. Ephesians chapter 1, and I want to start at verse 18, and I want you to see this. I'm in the Amplified, and read with me verse 18, and then we'll go to 19. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. Let's stop right there. And now understand that this is the, the writer, the Paul, he's speaking uh, to the church of Ephesus. He's letting them know that this is the prayer as he's talking to these great leaders, these, these people of God, that he says that one thing I want you to know is that you be flooded with understanding concerning God. I want, I want your spiritual eye to be open. And watch this. He said, the very center of your core and being may be lightened, flooded with light by what? The Holy Spirit. Now, remember when you talk about uh, light by the Holy Spirit, you're talking about insight. Talking about opening up your spiritual eye so that you can see things clearly. Not be blinded by the natural man or earthly inhabitant, but to be open to see what God has for your life. And now look at this next word. It says, so that you will know and cherish the hope that's looked for, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glory, inheritance in the saints, what? God's people. Now watch this. I got to add verse 19 with it. Let's read it together. And so that you will begin to what? Begin to what? Know what that what? Immeasurable and unlimited and some passing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who what? These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. Now understand this, that God says, I'll place my power inside of you. All of us, all of us have the power of God. And he says, I want you to be so enlightened to know what's inside of you. Yeah, yeah. Before you can rely on God, you have to know God. Yeah, you have to know what type of God you are relying on. Because if you don't know the unlimited power, the immeasurable uh, power that's inside of you, then you won't rely on something you don't trust. Yeah, if you don't know God, you can't rely on God. You can't lean on God. You can't believe in the power of God if you don't know him. So in other words, you got to know him personally. Now watch this. Uh, uh, three things I want to give you here with this is, 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 is the reason why you need to rely on God. Number one, God created you before the foundation of the world. God created you. Before the foundation of the world. That's enough to rely on God for. Somebody who creates me. Next. God has a plan for you. That fits his purpose. 
God has a plan for you that fits his purpose. And that's why I need to rely on him. Because, number one, he created me before the foundation of the world. Two, he has a plan for me that fits what? His purpose. Three, God has a place. God has placed you on this earthly, uh, uh, I'm sorry, God has placed you uh, in an earthly place with an earthly task. God has placed you in an earthly place with an earthly task. Now, God has given you this task. So now, if God has given me the task, guess what? I need to rely on who? The one who placed me here. I need to rely on the God who created me. I need to rely on the God. Watch this. Who placed me in this earthly place for an earthly task? Now watch this. Then, don't forget, he has a plan for your life that fits his purpose. So now go with me. Go with me next and write this down when you look at it. Go with me to uh, Hebrews chapter 6 and 1. And I'm going to amplify. Watch this. This is what uh, you and I have to do, and that is to grow. We have to grow. We have to grow. We can't stay on the level that we are in. Because if I'm going to rely on him, and if I'm in the same level, then guess what? As the next day come, and the burden of problems come, and I'm still in the same level, I can't rely on him. Now watch, Hebrews 6 and 1 says this. Therefore, let us what? Get past what? The elementary stage in the teaching about what? The Christ. Advancing on to what? Maturity. Tell your neighbor you got to grow. And perfection and spiritual what? Completeness. Doing this without laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. In other words, God wants me to get out of the elementary. What is the elementary? Just to accept Christ as my personal Savior and that's it. See, if I take God at his word and believe that he sent his son Jesus to die for me, and if I just believe that, the only thing I'm going to believe is that I'm saved. So what I'm looking at, if I'm saved, I'm only focusing on when I depart from here to go to heaven. What about earthly living? What about when the burdens come? Yeah, see, it's elementary to be saved. In other words, God said, you already saved, it's already done. But what about when death comes in a family? How do you handle it? What about if you need a, a place to stay and your money is short? What about if you need food? How are you going to make it? Who do you rely on for every day getting around? God says, you have to grow in me. In other words, you got to get, get mature because what happens when you get mature, you begin to get to know what God has for you in your life. Okay, what this means, spiritual growth, if you don't mind writing this down, it means to be more like Jesus. That means consistency, perseverance. Changing from pleasing self to pleasing God. 
That's what that means. Change it from pleasing self because what happens when we talk about uh, uh, relying on God, God don't want you to be self-sufficient because what happens in life, a lot of us, uh, we try to please ourselves. And pleasing ourselves, watch this, we depending on ourselves, self-sufficient. If it does not go this way like I intended, then things ain't going to be right for me. All right? If, if I don't see it, I know you see it, but I got to see it. If I don't see it, it's just not going to happen for me. I have to know, watch this, if, if I don't make the money, then I know I'm not going to survive it. I'm depending on self-sufficiency. I'm depending on what I think. But God said you cannot depend on what you think because you're earthly, natural, and limited. And when you're limited, nothing will come out right for you as far as earthly limitations. God have mercy. And watch this. When I'm dealing with a devil, I need spiritual help. Help me somebody. Yeah, when I need material things, money sometimes can't get it from me. But God can make a way so I can get it even if I don't have money. God have mercy. And I believe I got some folk up in here that would say, if it were not from the Lord, where would I be? Okay, so I'm relying, I'm relying on God. I'm relying on God. And so what means when I'm relying on God in Hebrews, it lets you know that you got to get mature. Now understand this thing. When we're dealing with matureness, it means to get beyond what somebody done to you. Get beyond, beyond animosity and anger and the he say and the she say if, if, if I'm not mature I'm going to be still stuck on what you said about me see but maturing is letting me know that it ain't you it's that demonic spirit operating to try to get watch you you to mess with my spirit yeah and so maturing is letting me know to love you in spite of God have mercy. Matureness tell me that I forgive you and I love you anyhow. I speak to you anyhow and I pray for you anyhow. That's what matureness tells me to do. Why? Because matureness have everything we're doing like Christ do on an everyday basis. All right. Go with me here. I want you to look at this thing. I want you to remember relying, relying on God. I want you to look at what David did. David is talking to us in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. Look what David is doing. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. Because what David, he's showing us today, uh, all the things that God would do for you when you rely on him. 1 Samuel chapter 30. And I want to start with verse 6 because we know that David... Uh, he was on Ziklag. He had 600 soldiers. He had two wives. And David went to, to battle against Israel. And when he went to battle against Israel, uh, 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 the Philistines sent him back because they said he's going to be a betrayal. He gets back to Ziklag. And everything is burnt up. And look what the text says. The text says that his 600 soldiers were angry with him. They wanted to stone him. Watch this. Look what he did. Uh, David in verse 6. Uh, further, David was, what, greatly distressed because the people spoke of what? Stoning him. 
For all of them was what? Embedded, each man for his sons and daughters. But David felt what? Strengthened and encouraged where? In the Lord, his God. Where did David look? He encouraged himself in the Lord. David is saying, look, when everything is against you, you can encourage yourself in the Lord. Yeah, yeah, that David said it is when, when the odds are against you, when people is against you, when life is against you, you get your strength from God. Yeah, uh, uh, all of us in here, there's folk watching us right now. You need some strength, and I'm trying to tell you where you're looking for strength, you're not going to get it. If you're not looking to God for your strength, you're not going to get no strength. And you cannot encourage yourself in people. You cannot encourage yourself in objects. You cannot encourage yourself by just going out here and thinking it's that. You only can encourage yourself in the law. And watch this. Watch this. Go, go with me. Go with me to verse 8. Because David shows us something else uh, in verse 8. When he looks at that 30 and 8, look what David also does. David said, I went to God, and I asked God to give me strength. Watch this. The first strength that he had was strength over people. God gave him strength to deal with the people. The next thing is how do I recover what I lost? In other words, God, uh, David said, I got to rely on God for guidance and direction. Huh? Don't you go and get nobody told unless God tell you to call them. Huh? Yeah, yeah, don't make a move without God. Don't get up in the morning and get out of your bed and go your various ways unless you contact God. No matter what the situation is, don't you go nowhere without talking to God. Don't you buy groceries without talking to God. Don't you get up and go and shower without talking to God. You ought to get up and fall down on your knees and say, God, I thank you. What do you want me to do today? You got to talk to God concerning your life. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, watch. Look, look, after all this that happened to David, the enemy had came up on him. David got some, David got some strength in the Lord. And then David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I could see David said, I'm going to rely on you, God. The enemies are around me. My own men want to hurt me. I know truth of the matter is we went out here and they came back. They lost their family. That was enough for people to rise up on David. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Can I say this before I go there? What do you mean by encourage yourself in the Lord? It means here that you say, God going to make a way. It means when the odds against you, uh, yea, they slay me, yet will I try. Yeah, it means here that, that when you feel lonely, you wrap your arms around yourself and say, God is holding me. It means that when people tell you they don't like you, you got to whisper, God loves me. It means here that when you can't see nothing, you got to say, I see the Lord working things on my behalf. It means that when the children act up, you got to say, but God going to fix it and they're going to love me. Oh, God, I wish I had somebody to hear me. Rely on God. Okay, okay. Watch this. Watch this. David said, now that God gave me some strength to deal with my people, but there's some stuff that I lost, and I don't know whether I should go after it or not. 
David said, I'm in in a stuck situation. So David said, I got to talk to God now about my stuff. Okay, watch this. Look at at verse 8. Look what verse 8 says. He says, David inquired of the Lord, saying what? Shall I pursue this man? Of raiders, so God, you gotta tell me why should I go? Should I go after them now? Cause I'm, I, I'm gonna even leave everything just as it is. Or if you tell me to go after, then I go after. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Listen, Lord, they told me that they gonna, they gonna have to let me go. Should I go talk to them concerning what really happened, or just let it go? <laughs> Look what he says. In other words, he says, he says, not only that, he said. Will not only will I go at them, will I overtake them? <laughs> I want to know if I go after, am I gonna get whooped and have to come back? Notice the text. David asked God because God could have told him to go and then get a whooping. Y'all gotta hear me. Yeah, he relied on God for guidance and direction. Sometimes God will tell you to go and allow you to get a black eye and then send you back. Sometimes God will place you in a place, watch this, so that when he gets ready to deliver you, sometimes he has to let you get a spanking so that you can fall down on your knees, not just one time, but sometimes you got to surrender. I wish I had somebody to hear me. Because you said, now God, you told me to get this. Yes, I did tell you to get it, but I never told you how long you're going to have it. Oh, have mercy. Sometimes God gives you something just for a few moments versus a long hour. And you got to get to the point where you say, Lord, I thank you forever how much time you gave it to me. Boy, I wish I had somebody to hear me today. Lord, how long you gave me in this life? How long you gave me with my child? How long you gave me with my mother? How long you gave me with what I have? Lord, I just thank you. But God answered him. Look what God says. God said, because you rely on me. Watch this. He answered him. Pursue, for you will certainly overtake them, and you will certainly rescue the captives. And so God done this to him. So now, watch this. He relied on God for encouragement and strength, and he relied on God for guidance and directions. Now, I rely on God because, watch this, John chapter 1 and 3. Why wouldn't I? Watch this. Go with me uh, to Amplify. John chapter 1. Look at verse 3. Look at John chapter 1, verse 3. I, I rely on God because of this. Watch this. All things were made and came into what? Existence through who? Him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. Why wouldn't I rely on God who created. So, so I get so, com- so confused. Uh, why is it difficult for you to rely on God who's got everything in the palm of his hands? 
I, I know about the back surgery. I know about the heart attacks. I know about the cancer. But the Bible says that God is the creator and giver of life. Don't you lose hope. Don't you give in to what the devil is trying to put in your head. God is still able. Oh, I wish I had somebody to hear me today. God is still able. Why wouldn't you rely on a God? Watch this. You say this old car, this old car of mine, it just keeps acting up. God created this world. God knows you need a car. And if you get on your knees and you believe that you got the car, stop looking at the money all the time. I wish I had somebody to hear me. You got to start trusting God. You told me that you will give me what I need. You told me you will take care of me. You told you gave me this job. Now, God, you got to bless me to get there. You gave me this house. Lord, you got to bless me to pay the mortgage on this house. God say, when you start believing me, then you can have everything thing that you want. I told you what I'd do for you. So now I need you to believe in the God who told you. Rely, rely on me. Rely on me. I'm the creator of everything. I told you nothing can exist without me. Okay, okay, okay. Watch this, watch this. Go with me here uh, to Matthew. Well, go with me first to John 15 and 5. Go with me to John 15 and 5 and Amplify. Watch this. The reason why you need to rely on him, and if you don't, I want you to see this, John 15 and 5. I am the what? You are the what? The one who remains in me, and I in him bears what? But this way I want to go. For otherwise, apart from me, that is, cut off from vital union with me, what? You, <laughs> cut off from me, you can't do it. You might as well rely on me. Yeah, because if you don't rely on me, I'm trying to tell you, you can't do nothing. You know what I found out, church? You can't even open your eyes without God. Huh? Yeah, you can't even have your next breath without God. I wish I had somebody to hear me. No, you can't even raise your hand up without God. He said, I'm so merciful. Those that don't even believe in me, I still wake them up. I still open their eyes. I still give them the activities of their limbs. He said, but without me, you can't do it. I don't care how much money you don't have, you have. I don't have, I don't care how much money you don't have. I don't care about your education. I don't care about your status, about your friends. Without me, you can't do nothing. You just can't do it. That's why, that's why you got to rely on me. And, and listen, can I say this? If everybody in this church would just say, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to trust God. Do you know what would happen if you say forget it? I'm going to trust God. Do you know what's going to happen if you be like David and say, I'm going to rely on God for guidance and direction? Even if they slap me back, son, I'm still going to trust God. Even if you take it from me, I'm still going to trust God. Because when you trust God, God will open a door for you. God will make a way for you. God will split the sea for you. God will let you walk on dry land in the Red Sea. God will give you water in a dry desert. God will do that when 
you rely on him. Okay. Bible do. Watch this. Listen. He sent Jesus. He sent Jesus. He sent Jesus. He sent Jesus. And he gave him a model prayer to give to you and I. And in the model prayer, I saw it when the Lord says uh, that we need him. You know what I realized? I need him. Yeah, I need God. I need God more than I need anything else. I wish I had somebody hear me today. I, I, I can't really do without him. In, in truth of the fact, I really don't talk to him like I should talk to him. And, and truth of the matter is I don't get in his word like I should get in. But listen, I found out, have you ever really got in his word and, and it feels real good? I, I mean, mm, mm, good. He feels so good that you don't want. Have you ever had a moment in life where the spirit got upon you where you said, leave it right there, God. Don't take it away. I want that feeling. God said, no, I ain't going nowhere is you if you stay right where that feeling is you'll be all right okay okay watch this watch this uh, he says here in his text matthew 6 and 11 and amplify it watch this place that up for me matthew 6 and 11 i want you to see that in the text go there real quick watch this he says in the model prayer give us this day our what? Daily bread. In other words, he says, give us the sufficient of things that we need today. When you get up, he said, your prayer should be, Lord, give me this day the sufficient of things that I need today. So God is saying, you rely on him from day to day. And God said, when you rely on me from day to day, I give you just what you need. But guess what God said? God said, I give you more than what you need. Why? So you have enough to share with somebody else. <laughs> I never understood why my mother, who don't make more money than the rest of us, every now and then she can take the little bit that she got and split it up with the rest of her children. God was opening doors for her. God was making a way for her when nobody wanted her to do it. She liked to put things in. I ain't trying to snitch off on her. But she put things in the bottom drawer, that little, that little tin a container. And for one brother, I know I'm snitching off on her. She put things in a little jar for him. I wish I had somebody to hear me. That's the type of God that will bless you, that you always have room enough to receive it. And I that what God, what is it that you're filling up her draw? What is it that you're filling up her tan container? What is it when you're filling up her jar? He says, I'm giving her overflow, pressed down, shaking together, running over. That when one child don't have it, she can give it to that child. When the other child don't have it, she can bring it up and give it to the other child. I wish I had somebody here to say that God keeps on making a way. I don't know way. That's why I trust him. That's why I love him. That's why I rely on him. That's why I lean on him. He's all that I need. Okay. 
I got to go here. Watch this. Watch this. Go this. Go with me to Genesis chapter 3. I need to go here because I want to show you something when it talks about relying on God. I want to want you to look at this thing, why God wants you to rely on him. Genesis chapter 3, and I'm going down to verse 6. I want to show this is that when Eve was dealing with the serpent, I want you to see what took place when Eve actually was dealing with the serpent. And that when she really decided to rely on others, which means you relied on what you want instead of what God. Now, I want you to look at this. Uh, in fact, uh, Genesis chapter 3, let's go up some. Ah, God. Watch this. Go to verse 2 and we'll go down. Watch this. Go to verse 2. It says, and a woman said to the serpent, we may eat free fruit from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God said, you shall not eat from it, nor touch it. Otherwise, you will what? Verse 4. But the serpent said to the woman, here it is. Listen very carefully. You certainly will not die. That is a direct opposite of what God said. Here it is. Now understand, she already knew what God said. But the serpent said, you will not die. Now watch this. Here it go. Look at verse 5. For God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open. That is, you will have greater awareness. And you will be what? Like God, knowing the difference between what? Good and what? Understand this thing. So she got it in her mind that God said you're going to die. But the serpent said you will not die. So look what he said. He said you're going to be like God. Knowing, having awareness of good and evil. Look what she did. When she got it in her mind. That the serpent told her she will not die. That she will be like God. Look at verse 6. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Good for food. Watch this. And that it was delightful to look at. And a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful. She took some of its fruit and what? Ate it. Now, I want to stop right there because what I want you to understand in this part right here is that she says, okay, God said I'm going to die. But Satan telling me I will not die. And by biting it, what did it do for me? So she did not rely on God's word. She relied on her own insight. And when you rely on your own insight, it will lead you wrong. I wish I had somebody to hear me. Because what happened every time we do the thing that we think, what we do, here it go, is we kill what God has for us. God have mercy. God had already told you, watch this. He said, don't eat from the fruit because you will die. This woman here received insight from her own self. In other words, she was really talking to her own self. 
to listen, listening to the natural and not the spiritual. And she bit from it. She did not die instantly, physically, but spiritually. Every time you disobey God, spiritually something dies out. Oh, God, have mercy. So now watch this. Go with me next and look at this last verse, and we're on our way out here. Isaiah 55 and 8. Isaiah 55 and 8. Look what it says. Isaiah 55 and 8. Place that up for me. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways. <laughs> my ways declares you. And so God says, don't rely on self. Every time church self will get us in trouble. Whenever you rely on self, when self don't come through for self, self get anxious, self get nervous, self get worried, uh, self mess they self up because self dependent on self. And I find out self don't have no power. Uh, self don't have no strength but when I rely on God I got all the power that I need uh, when I rely on God uh, when I'm weak uh, the Bible say I'm strong in his strength when I rely on God uh, all of the unclearness that I had when I depended on self God gives me insight when I rely on God. I found out relying on God will help me when I'm sick. Relying on God will wake me up when I'm asleep. Relying on God will watch over the family and take care of you when you rely on God. What is relying on God? It's calling on them all through the day. I wish I had ten folks said. I call on them and every time I call on them, he'll show up. Is it anybody up in here? Ever called on the Lord? You called on people. Nobody answered. But when you said Jesus, is there something about that name, church? Jesus, he shows up in the middle of it. Say, are you calling me? Because when you call me, I'll show up. When you feel like I'm not there, I'm there. When you feel like you're lonely, don't worry, I'm still there because you're relying on the Lord. Relying. Relying. Relying on God. No matter what it is, rely on God. And if you believe God, and if you trust God, He will pull you out of it. Right there, what you're in now. Right. What you in now? Somebody's in something right now. Somebody's mind is stuck on something right now. Can I tell you, pull yourself out the equation and put God in the equation and rely on God. This is how you do it. When that trouble is right here in your life, when that burden is right here in your life and you trying to wrestle and deal with it, I found out if you get yourself out the equation and put Jesus up in the equation, and stand back and say, now, nah, how you like me now? I wish I had somebody say, pull yourself out. Put the Lord in it. Rely on God and watch what God will do. Come on, give God some praises. Relying. 
Oh God, I want to go in, into prayer. I want to go into prayer right where we are. There may be somebody looking for a church home, and you may come. There may be one watching his life, want to get a light to the Lord, you may come. But right where we are, I want to go into prayer. In connection with this, I'm believing that, that God can deliver. Right here are thousands of prayers, prayer requests to God. And when you make a prayer request, it means you're relying on God. And so right now, I need you to just rely on God. Will you go into prayer? Will you open your mouth and begin to call God and tell God what you need him to do right where you are? Somebody's watching us right now. Will you just open your mouth and begin to pray and rely on God? God, I need you. I come in the name of Jesus. God, I need you to handle I need you to fix it. Will you believe God right where you are? Father, we come before you, collective together in Jesus' name, relying and depending on you, Father. I'm praying right now, God, that every issue, every circumstances, we bow down before you, God, right now. We ask you to fix it. We ask you to come into our homes, God, that, that spirit that's in our home that causes us not to have peace. We ask you to kick it out in Jesus' name. Lord, we need a house cleansing, and we rely on you to do it in Jesus' name. Lord, wherever the problem is in our life, we're relying on you to bring us out of it right now. We bind the devil. Satan, you don't have the victory. You can't have us no more. You're going to get out of our trouble. You're going to get out of our lives. You're going to get out of our homes. You're going to get out of our physical body. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I'm praying right now, God, that you will save family members. God, that you would help us right now. All sickness has to go. Our burdens have to leave. I'm trusting and believing in you to do it right now. In Jesus' name, we declare it done. And the body of Christ says, amen. Why don't you give God some praises right where you are. And remember that relying on God makes all of the difference in your life. And from this moment right here, and watch this. Some say, well, pastor, I rely on my family. I rely on my spouse. I yes. You do. But what you rely on is the God in them. Come on, help me. You rely on the God in them. Watch this. Because God takes the loved one and he uses the loved one, watch this, as a tool, as a carrier who carries the blessing of God for you. Why don't you give God some praise? And that's what we rely on. We rely on the Lord. God bless you. It's offering time. There may be someone right now. Right up in here. That wants to give to the Lord. Contribute to God. Bring your tithes, your first fruit, your sowing the seeds and offering. As you prepare your envelope. Know that you're giving it to God, not to man. Somebody's watching us right now. That's going to give. Know that you're giving it to God. You're bringing it to God. And can I tell you something? You can never be God-given. He is the great giver.
So right where you are, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray as we get ready to contribute, to sow to you, to release back to you. We pray now, God, that you will bless our seed, that you will bless our offering, that you will bless our first fruit, our tithes. We ask you, Lord, to bless those who have dropped it off in the mailbox and have brought it to the church. This is our prayer of faith that everything's going to be all right in 100% return. We thank you in advance in Jesus' name. And the body of Christ says, amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Uh, on your way out the door, of course, you can drop it off in the tithing box. Let me say this to you. We'll be back tomorrow night for Bible study. And then this coming Thursday, this coming Thursday, amen. We want to fellowship with our faithful ministers, amen, all year long. They've been faithful. They've been here, especially during this virus. They've showed up. I'm being faithful, serving the body of Christ, the pastor, and the Lord. And so these ministers that are so faithful, always here, regardless of the issue, we want to show them how much we love them for their faithfulness. Amen. Come on, give God some praise. And so with that in mind, we look to see you this coming Thursday. Uh, Dr. Malonson will be bringing some encouraging words. Amen. 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 Dr. Malonson yes. on this coming Thursday. Amen. All right. God bless you. Let us come to our feet. Father, we pray as we get ready to leave from here that you watch over us, guide us, and direct us until we all meet again. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. And the body of Christ says, Amen. All right, ushers will get you.